Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Today is a new year. Of course, you've been living the first week of 2024 already, but as far as your garden goes, let's think it's a new year, it's a new garden. There are plenty of things that need to be done over this winter time as we inch our way into spring. We've got to get out of the mindset that spring is the only time we need to focus on our landscapes. We need to be loving our plants all year long. Today we're going to talk about the idea of new year, new garden. And I want to talk about making our garden goals achievable. Making our garden goals happen. Because as I look back, as I look back on 2023, I realize that I really didn't get as many things done in my landscape as I was hoping. It was about a year ago that I was talking to you about creating a lavender garden. I mapped it out, drew it out, had the plans ready to go, started breaking the ground, and then, well, life happened. But part of the problem was this space is a large space, and it's just me, after all, working on it. My kids are too young to really help me do too much. They love to help me pick flowers and, you know, play around, of course, but As far as moving a lot of earth and digging a lot of plants and making a pathway, making a sitting area, the lavender garden has just been neglected. As a matter of fact, there's no lavender in the lavender garden at all because it's not been prepared yet. So I look back at plenty of things that I was hoping to do last year and I realized I've got a management problem. I'm not managing my time well. I'm not managing my goals well either. So I'm going to talk through, I've been thinking about my own space, my own place. I want to talk to you about maybe how we can uh, actually get the things done that we want to get done. It's going to take some work, but I think something that I've failed to do is to plan. I like to just jump in there with a shovel and pitchfork and get going. But I realize that's probably not the best route to take. So... 2024 for me, my garden resolution is going to be to plan better, to make my garden dreams more achievable, and hopefully in the end, by the end of this year, I'll have a lot more done than I did the end of last year. So that's what we're talking about. Of course, last week on the program, we did talk about you. We went to the mailbox, the inbox, the message board, Facebook, Instagram, You can find us there at New Southern Garden, and we answered your questions. We do thank everyone who has sent us questions this past year, and we look forward to another wonderful year of helping you specifically in your landscape as you're walking around this month or digging around. Be sure if you come across something that you 
don't know what to do or don't know what it is, if there's a problem or if there's a wonderful success, we'd love to hear that too. If something that we have inspired you to do or encouraged you to do on this program has come into fruition for you in your landscape and you're loving it, let us know. We'd love to hear that as well. So you can find last week's episode online at NewSouthernGarden.com and, of course, anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. You can find New Southern Garden there on demand and for free. So uh, be sure to check that out. But going into this new year, there is something different that I'm trying to do for New Southern Garden, and that is to have more of a presence in the video world and on YouTube and uh, more specifically. So, of course, I dropped the ball on that maybe a couple of years ago. Maybe it was three now. But uh, I was telling you that I was trying to upload videos regularly to show you what I'm doing and give you some ideas and secrets to certain garden tasks. And I think I did three or four. And, of course, I guess it's just an excuse, but life got to me and dropped the ball there. But I'm making more of a concerted effort to have a presence on YouTube to show you. Of course, I love talking to you on the radio and through audio, but I can't always show you. I can describe things with words, and I'm not the best at that. But I do think that incorporating a bit of video ideas and projects on YouTube at New Southern Garden. Just search for New Southern Garden and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel there. So last week we uploaded our first video that, uh, well, the first one in a long time. And it is all about propagating hardwood cuttings. Particularly, I talk, walk you through making a cutting from a hydrangea over the wintertime taking that cutting to the potting station and preparing it using uh, some shears to trim off the tops and the bottoms. You'll learn more all about that in the video. And of course, using rooting hormone. We talk about what media to put it in and then what do we do with it once we've stuck that cutting into a pot of uh, soilless media and where does it need to go? Does it come inside the house or does it stay outside? And what can you do to encourage that hard wood cutting to grow? and to produce roots, and then, of course, sometime next year, you'll be able to take that hardwood cutting that's rooted and plant it into your landscape, and as I say on the video, you will have one more hydrangea growing in your garden than you did yesterday. So that was last week's post on YouTube as far as the video stuff goes. I hope you check that out and encourage uh, your friends who may be into gardening. We're trying to start with some basic things. We've got a few things in the works already about hugoculture, which we talked about, but you'll actually be able to see that this weekend on the YouTube channel at New Southern Garden, uh, where I actually walk you through creating a raised bed using that hugoculture method that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the program. So I don't want to belabor that, but I do want to say some exciting things. Hopefully I can keep them going and I won't drop the ball as I have before. But uh, hopefully some exciting things will be around for 2024 if my schedule stays on track. We'll have at least 52 video uploads on YouTube. So that's 52 garden topics that you'll be able to access and actually see what I'm doing and, well, at least how I do it. So be able to, or be sure to check out youtube.com. Just search for New Southern Garden and hit the subscribe button because, of course, you'll get all of the uh, notifications. I think you have to hit a little bell. There's a little bell button to remind you that a new video has come up. 
up. But I do think that video is a wonderful way, you know, always say that a picture is worth more than a thousand words in this business because you never know, you never know unless you see it, you know. I hope that my descriptions on this program have helped you, but sometimes descriptions and words aren't aren't as helpful with gardening as maybe pictures and video are. So, of course, new videos on youtube.com, New Southern Garden, just check us out there. Now, for 2024, I was saying at the beginning of the program that I look backwards uh, the past couple of weeks. I've been looking backwards, looking at the landscape and looking at things and saying, oh my goodness, I didn't get that done. And that over there is not finished. I'm sort of, sort of have that squirrel distraction, you know, how dogs will be doing something and then, oh, squirrel. (laughs) Well, that's sort of me in the landscape because I just get excited about new opportunities and thinking about new things and new ideas and dreams and goals. And sometimes the ones that I was in the middle of, that squirrel took me off or that rabbit trail. I followed the rabbit trail and started pottering around and doing other things. And I didn't finish certain areas. The lavender garden is a good example. I mean, I, I don't want you to think that I'm perfect in my gardening because I'm not. (laughs) Um, I have big dreams, but I want to be able to achieve them because dreams are just the beginning of something wonderful. But once that dream becomes reality, once we've done the hard work and labor, or I should start back, once we've done the planning and then the hard work and the labor, and we actually achieve that goal, that is when the dream Uh, really become something special. So I want to today to help maybe tease out your dreams and goals and help you not just get them out, but get them organized, prioritized, manageable, and in a timely manner, because all of those things are critical for the landscape. So the very first thing, I guess my first step to 2024 garden success is going to be Write out your goals. This is something that I've failed to do, as a matter of fact. I have not really sat down and just written out everything that I want to see, at least for that year or maybe in the long term. So think of it this way. Any dream you have for your landscape, any garden space you want to create, any plants that you want to put into your landscape and into your gardens, write all these out. Now, this can be on a legal pad, a yellow scratch pad. It can be on some notebook paper, anything. It can be on your tablet if you take notes that way. I like to just write it out. But however you like to write things down, write everything out. From the smallest details, well, I need new mulch, write that down. Uh, Or maybe I just need to mulch a certain area, write that down. Or maybe you have a big expanse of lawn that you want to break up with some beautiful plantings, create maybe some islands or borders, write that down. Whether it's a small project or whether it's a big project. For instance, uh, the lavender garden is a big project, and there are a lot of components going on. There's going to be a lot of plant material to be planted, but then, of course, I do want to have a sitting space in that lavender garden, so I'm going to write that down. And then I need a pathway in that space so I can get into it and then get out of it and lead us into another area of the garden. Actually, there'll probably be several pathways, so i got to write that down. And then I have, I have done this. I will say, last year, I did write down the kinds of plants that I want in this space. So the lavender garden is not just lavender plants. We'll have lavender, but it will have plants that are sort of that Mediterranean feel, that gray-green foliage, and of course the purple flowers. I'll probably contrast it with some yellow flowers or pink flowers. I don't want to get too far away from that kind of 
purpley color and different shades of purple. So I've written out a long list of plants. Some of them will probably go to the chopping block and they won't be able to be grown in that space. But with that being said, I have written down something for the lavender garden. But I do know that I can't get to the lavender planting or the plantings aspect until I get those pathways in and get the sitting area all the construction out of the way. So write that down. Write down the biggest things that you dream in your space. Write down the smallest things that you need in your space. And then remember to write down the maintenance jobs that are going to be required in certain areas. This is something that I just sort of haphazardly have been doing. If I see weeds that need to be pulled, I just try to rush and go pull them. But that sort of gets me distracted from maybe doing the things I meant to do when I first went out into the garden. And of course, because of that, another issue is that I don't always, I don't always uh, get the things done. And I try to uh, get out there and do it, but then the weeds, for instance, if there's an air, oh, I if there's an area that I see, I say, oh, I need to get those weeds pulled, but I'm going to do something else. Then by the time I do get to pull those weeds, well, they've already grown tall. They become monsters. They're reseeding. They flowered long ago. And now I know that I've let those weeds go to seed that then next year I'm going to have a weed problem because I've allowed those plants to drop their seeds. So, of course, if you've got new plants you want to plant, write those plants down, whether you know where you're going to put them yet or not. This is a goal. This is a dream, right? So you're writing out our dreams. Write down those maintenance things. If you're going to construct something like an arbor or a trellis or a bench, if you need a bench or maybe you just go purchase a bench, write that down. If you need to uh, get something done or you have something, look, whether it's crazy idea, and I'm going to talk about a crazy idea I have and I'm currently working on in my landscape. But if it's a crazy idea and you want it out there, write it down. If it's something simple, maybe mundane, just run of the mill, write that down as well. If you want to propagate your own plants. Now, this is something we'll talk about later as far as keeping your goals timely. But be sure that you write down the plants you want to propagate that you want to grow yourself. Now, some plants we grow from seed. Some plants we may make cuttings of. Some plants we may make divisions of, slicing them into chunks. So if you already have some plants that you love, but you want more of them and you want to propagate them, write down those plants and then go and research. Go and research what time of year or what kind of wood uh, a certain plant may be most um propagatable from <laughs> i didn't know what word to say there mr producer if you have a certain plant that has you know better success by making a cutting in the spring write that down if you have a better success of a plant being uh, propagated in the fall write that down so when you get back from this break gang we're going to talk about how to take these goals we've written down and prioritize them hang on tight Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at newsoutherngarden.com. 
where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the new Southern Garden family and let's grow well. So gang, if you're just joining us on today's program, you know that we're talking about, or if you're not, if you just joined us, you don't know, that's right, you don't know that we're talking about the new year, which leads us to a new garden and new garden goals, new garden goals. How's that for alliteration? Because I have been looking back and realizing that in 2023, I didn't get nearly the kind of stuff done that I was hoping to. Now, you know that you and I have the same amount of time during a day. We may have a job to go to. We may have kids to take care of. So, of course, that limits us probably on time, and we just can't get everything done. So, knowing that we have these limitations, what, how how can we best use that time, and how can we best organize and prioritize and manage our goals that we have for the garden? So, when we get to the end of this year, 2024, When we look back, we're not so depressed. I hope next year, or this time next year, that I'm encouraged that I've gotten a lot of stuff done in the landscape and not discouraged like I felt at the end of last year. (laughs) So before the break, the first step, really, in making sure we get our goals going and get our goals accomplished is that we need to write them out. I do think this is something that I've not really done in the past, not very well at least, but I'm going to do a better job of it this year by just writing out the big goals I have. I mean, folks, we're talking about dreams, all right? And if we're going to dream, we might as well dream big and then figure it out from there. Because a small dream doesn't get any bigger. Now, a big dream may have to get smaller, but a small dream doesn't get big. (laughs) So if we have big dreams, write them down. The craziest things that you want to see or want to do in your landscape, get it down on paper. And then, of course, you've got to think about the small things and the mundane things, those garden tasks like weeding, feeding, or fertilizing and mulching. Think of the things that aren't really performing well. What plants did not do so good last year and you want to see better growth on them? You want them to be more vigorous? Be sure that we are scheduling a specific time frame to work on feeding them and feeding them well. And then, of course, your smallest dreams, not just the mundane things, but the smallest dreams, like maybe I I would like to see a couple or three container gardens on the back porch or something in a container on the front porch. You know, that's fairly simple. It's a project that only takes a couple of hours if you have all your material, probably less than that. And that small dream can be accomplished very quickly. So that leads us into the second step of getting these goals organized and on the path to achievement. And that is to prioritize your goals. This is something that I've struggled with as well. Prioritizing the things uh, that are maybe most important or the things that need to be done first before we start doing the other things that are simple and easy to do. So the first two questions I would ask when we prioritize our goals, looking at that big sheet of dreams and goals you have, which of these are most important to you? That's probably uh, uh, the first question to ask when you're looking at this list of goals. What is most important to you? Perhaps the front of your house looks pretty rough. 
Maybe the back of the house, the landscape behind your house looks pretty rough. Which one of those spaces is most important to you? Well, first of all, the front of the house, if it faces a street or the road, it might be very critical because that's what people who drive by your house first see. You know, the back gardens tend to be spaces for you, just you, maybe a space to entertain, maybe a space of seclusion. And a lot of times, people who are driving by, they're not really seeing what's going on around the back of the house, but they surely will see what's on the front of the house. So that may be something that is very critical. That is high priority. If you need to revamp the front beds with new plants or uh, a new design even, then that may be be something to prioritize. Maybe the back of the of the house, the back garden could, you know, it's not maybe not important, but it's just maybe takes a, a lesser status in our hierarchy of prioritization. Then the next question you may ask when you look through that list of stuff there is what is most important to the garden? What is most important to your landscape? So of course we have to consider what's most important to us. But because the garden is as important as our dreams, maybe, what is most important to the garden itself? For instance, does a certain bed, or do all the beds, do they really need mulch? So as you're looking through this list of goals and dreams, think about, yes, what's important to you and what's most important to you, but also think of your garden and the landscape. What is most important to it? Because if we don't think about the needs of particular plants, if we don't think about the, um, the health of particular plants or particular spaces, whether it's composting, whether it's mulch, fertilizing, weeding, if there's an area that is super weedy and those poor plants that you planted are being overgrown by the weeds, well, that should be important to you, but it's really important to the garden itself. Uh, a, a good example, and I'll talk about this later too, but a good example of a uh, what's important to my garden is I've been planting new trees and new shrubs, been trying to create a couple of areas to give us privacy with some big, thick evergreens like the cryptomerias, the Japanese cedars, southern magnolia, you know, the big white flowering magnolias that are native here. And it never fails that every fall time, probably starting in October, going into November, the deer in the landscape as they travel through looking for food, and yes, they nibble on plants and they chew my roses to death, but they're also the male deer, the bucks, they are using their antlers during that rutting season or whenever they're, they're getting that velvet off of their antlers right there at the end of the year, the fall time, they are going around to these big trees and just shredding them. I hated it because the uh, Japanese cryptomerias or the Japanese cedars, they're young plants, but folks, they're maybe four foot tall at most. And all that remains on two of them are about eight inches, eight inches of foliage at the top because during the fall, they took their antlers and just shredded. And then there was another plant. It's a wonderful false cypress with this bright yellow chartreuse foliage that we call the Cripsii false cypress. It's not a huge plant, maybe five or eight feet wide and maybe 15, 20 feet tall, but it makes a nice statement with that brilliant yellow. Well, every year since I had planted it, they have attacked it. <laughs> 
And you know what I told myself last year? I told myself, I'm going to come in and say September and put cages around these plants. I mean, they're young, they're small, they're not huge. And those are the kind of plants that these deer seem to be attracted to, to scratch their antlers on. And I meant to do that. I had good intentions to do it in September at the latest. Just put a cage around them. The plants aren't going to grow, so that cage is not going to be restrictive, but it's going to be just a fortress of protection from that scratching of antlers. And I did not do it. So now my garden plants require it. They're going to need it. Now, luckily, we're past that stage of scratching. So again, I dropped the ball. I missed it. I missed that window. But I know that when I start planning out my goals for 2024, that that one simple task, putting cages around these young screening plants, evergreen plants and ornamental plants, because, of course, they scratch any tree, whether no matter what it's doing for you, they're going to scratch it. So I'm going to put that on my calendar to do this year in September. I cannot fail to do that. So think about what you need, what is most important to you. Do you need a new sitting area? Do you need an entertainment area? Do you just need a screen for privacy? But then look at what's existing and see what your garden needs. When it comes to the lavender garden, for example... The unfinished, the started but unfinished lavender garden that I've got going on. I know that I'm going to have to create the sitting space first because I'm going to have to dig some things. I'm going to have to build some walls and build some pathways. I know I've got to do all of those simple, not really simple, but those construction projects first. That'll be higher priority. Then when all of those are done, the landscape will come. So hardscapes first and then planting later. And that is the second step in achieving these goals, is to prioritize them. What do you need? What do you want? What does the landscape need? What does it want? Prioritize these goals. When we get back, we'll move on to step three, making your goals manageable. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. All right, gang, so today we are talking about achieving your 2024 gardening goals. And this all comes because I really failed last year. I wanted to do so much. I wasted time. I didn't really prioritize my goals. I didn't even write them out. That's the very first step we talked about is to write all of your goals, all of your dreams out. Write them out, type them out, get them down so you won't forget about them. They'll whether you finished that dream or not this year, at least you'll have a note to do it. <laughs> we can always 
go into 2025 and do more things. But if we don't have a list of our goals, we won't maybe remember the important things. Or maybe we're thumbing through a magazine. Maybe we're looking on Instagram and we see something that inspires us, that attracts our attention. Write down that idea, write down that goal. And then, of course, the second step was to prioritize your goals. What is most important to you? That should be a priority. What's in mo- what's most important to your garden? In self, that should also be a priority. If there's something that your landscape is demanding or needing your attention from, be sure to write that down as a high priority. Now, I didn't really start talking about many of my goals. Um, I, I mentioned a few, you know, the lavender garden. I've got to do some hardscaping first to make a sitting area and some pathways, and then I'll plant. Um, but then, of course, there's the raised bed garden. Uh, that's just the big dream. Then the smaller things are is I've gotten four raised beds built and filled with soil so we can plant those out in the spring. And I've put some things in them already. Uh, we have a YouTube video coming out on New Southern Garden on YouTube uh, that shows the very first thing I've put in these raised beds and how you can do that. That's the evergreen bunching onion. We talked about that a few weeks ago, but you can see how I divided and planted out some evergreen bunching of uh, on- onions in the raised bed garden. But I do need to be able to do more raised beds. I need at least two more this year, but my dream is to have eight raised beds. So I'm halfway there. I have four built and filled with soil to grow in. I need at least two this year. That'll probably be in the next, say, first quarter of this year. And then uh, hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have a total of eight. But within the raised bed garden, I have a border to attract pollinators. I have gotten that border going. The soil has been tilled. It's been enriched. I've got to mulch them and then plant them. So that is on my garden goals for 2024. Uh, The dry riverbed. I think I mentioned several months ago that I did put in a dry riverbed, which kind of cuts through this walking area uh, to our back garden. And I haven't filled them completely with rocks. I got a liner down. Well, first of all, I dug it out. I got the liner down. I've been adding rocks as I go. I'm using rocks that I dig out of my garden because the soil we have is a super rocky. I mean, I just on that border uh, for the pollinator garden at the raised bed area, that area alone, I've pulled out pounds and pounds of rock and as I pull them out I'm going to put them in the in the uh, dry riverbed so I've got to finish that this year and of course I mentioned I got to control the deer scratching uh, my trees later on in this fall time and the alley see this is a dream that uh, is, is huge and unusual uh, maybe absurd in the south but I'm, I've created an alley um, in the garden I started that early on I planted some uh, heart leaf tilias, uh, the British people call them lime trees. Uh, but this is a tree that is very, very easy to sort of manipulate. You can sort of bend branches well. They add new suckers. So I planted those in an alley form. Now you probably wonder what is an alley? Well, an alley is a French term, uh, kind of like an alley. If you think of an alley, which is a, a gap between two buildings in a city, right? You've got the alleys between buildings. Uh, so you have two rows of buildings and a pathway down the middle of these buildings. Well, it's very similar to an alley, but an alley is a garden structure, essentially, or architecture, where you have a double row 
of trees. It could be shrubs. It could be ornamental trees. It could be evergreens. It could be any kind of plant material, really. Usually it's some kind of tree, though. You have a double row of them, and you make a long alleyway with a pathway down the middle. Now, we had this perfect situation that kind of cuts the... Uh, main part of our garden into two pieces and I thought having a divider between the recreation area and the um, uh, vegetable garden and pollinator borders area having a, a main structure like that to just scissor right down the middle of the landscape would be really attractive and of course uh, you know an alley is this walkway so it's a very long walkway it's nearly really it's over 100 feet long so it's just a good area to 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 contemplate things and walk through I'll have plantings underneath these trees but I did have a problem this year because even though I planted those tilia those trees from, they were young plants. Even though I planted them as the alley material, they weren't growing fast enough for me. And I wasn't giving the garden what it demanded. I wasn't really managing those trees well. They got crooked. They sort of look bent. And they're supposed to be very straight and vertical to give you strong vertical lines in the landscape along this alley. Well, I decided that I would, and this was sort of on a whim, that I would take those plants out because they really weren't growing as fast as I wanted. Some of them were growing fast. Some of them were growing slow. None of them looked the same. So I have taken them out, used them in, uh, as a hedge uh, in another area, and replaced them with some volunteer tulip poplars. Now, you know, tulip poplars are very um, soft gray bark as young trees. They're very straight. Tulip poplars are a native plant that grow here. They get very big, though, 60, 100, 120 feet tall. They're one of the tallest and straightest trees that you'll find in our woods. But one of our tulip poplars, or several of them, have sent out babies, volunteers, in an area that I used to mow. And I stopped mowing it, and now I have these really tall, straight, and soft gray bark trees that were going to have to be removed just to be able to get to one side of the property and the other, they're in the way. I, I just neglected them. So I thought, oh, I could either cut them out or they've already got plenty of height. Some of them are probably 16 to 18 foot tall. And I have dug each one of them out and replaced those tilia trees with the tulip poplars. So I am about three quarters of the way finished with that. That is one of my priorities. That is one of my goals to finish within the next two months at least. Hopefully in two weeks is to to uh, dig out the volunteer tulip poplars and replace the rest of the tilias with this uh, tulip poplar. So it's going to be a wonderful native alley. I doubt many people have an alley up here in northeast Georgia, but that is one of my high priorities because it's almost finished. It was one of the first priorities when we came out because I knew I'd be using those young tilia trees, but guess what? They weren't doing the job for me, and part of it is my fault. I let them get weedy and overgrown and wasn't really giving them the care they needed. So those are just a few of my big dreams my big goals and now I need to sort of walk you through how I'm going to prioritize these um, doing the things that are most important to you that takes priority and doing the things that are most important to the garden that's a priority as well but also the third step into getting your goals organized for 2024 is to make your goals manageable this is something 
two that I have a problem with. I have all these big dreams and I haven't really broken them down into manageable size chunks. So the first thing that we need to think when we're organizing and planning for 2024 and looking at our goals is don't make the goal too big or too overwhelming. The lavender garden dream was, is, and probably will be overwhelming. When I look at the space, how big it is, and all the things that need to be done there, it's a big space. It is overwhelming. So what we need to do is take these big dreams and break them down into smaller, manageable, easy to digest pieces. So break them into pieces, whether it's certain tasks that need to be done Organize and prioritize those tasks. When we're talking about the lavender garden, for instance, I've got to get the patio, I've got to get some walls built to hold some soil back, and I've got to get the uh, uh, the pathways. Uh, the pathways have got to be established. <laughs> so breaking these down and making sure that you just look at that one piece of the bigger pie. You know, it's easy to eat, eat one piece of pie, but it's not easy to eat the whole piece, the whole pie at one go. We probably shouldn't eat an entire pie at one sitting, by the way. And that would be the same thing for the landscape. If you have a big border or a big bed right out front of the house, maybe you focus on the left side of the house first and then the right side of the house second. And maybe you take these smaller bite-sized chunks and spread them out over a few months rather than trying to get them all done in a shorter period of time. So uh, when you look at the bigger dreams, the bigger goals, break them into pieces, break them into smaller tasks, break them into smaller areas, uh, maybe break them down into just the materials you need to get one task done. Go get those materials, bring them in, finish that task, and then move on to the next section or the next portion. I think that When we look at something like my alley or the lavender garden or even my raised bed garden, you know, trying to do eight raised beds all at once is quite overwhelming. So what I did when I was working on my raised bed garden is I started with two raised beds. I built two raised beds. I placed them in the landscape, making sure they're level, that they're sitting on the ground in the right position. I worked on those two first. Then I went and got materials to build another set of two because it takes me about, oh, maybe four to five hours to build two at a time. So I took those next two, took them out to where they're going to be, lined them up, positioned them, leveled leveled them up, and then I brought in my soil and my uh, growing material that I was going to fill the beds with. So now I have four beds that are built, positioned, leveled up, and filled, ready to plant. So I feel accomplished because instead of thinking of building all eight of them at one time, laying them out, leveling them off, filling them all with soil at one time, I took, you know, maybe two or three weeks to do the building of two and four and leveling and filling of those four things. And I do feel accomplished because now I actually have four raised beds that I can work with and deal with. So I took this big dream. I mean, I didn't do this intentionally. I'm not giving myself credit for that. That's for sure. I just did it haphazardly. And after that project, I thought, I need to do this everywhere. In the lavender garden, in the alley, in the uh, perennial borders around our swimming pool and the recreation area. You know, I need to focus on the big dream, yes. But if you think of your big dream as an umbrella, put all of the little smaller tasks, the little components 
of the umbrella underneath it. And then start whittling, whittling away at the little chunks. You'll feel accomplished when you get that job done and you won't feel overwhelmed because you've got it planned out. You've got it organized. Folks, this is, you know, easy to say. But it's a lot harder to do. I understand. And I am trying to work on it this year. That's going to be my biggest goal in the garden is to get more organized, prioritized, more managed, manageable projects, break these things down into smaller pieces so that when it comes down to the end of the year, I can look back and say, look, even though I didn't get the entire dream accomplished, I got step one through five out of 10 accomplished. And that, I think, will keep me more mentally prepared for finishing the rest of the task, for finishing the, uh, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey may say. So again, the very first thing we've got to do when we approach 2024 is, first of all, write out the goals, at whether they're big or whether they are little. And then, uh, of course, we want to take those goals and prioritize them, what's most important. And then this third step that we've talked about is to make them manageable. Don't get overwhelmed. Break those big dreams into its smaller pieces. Prioritize those so that when we get to the end of the year, we actually have got some stuff done. But there's one more thing we have to do And we'll talk about that as soon as we get back from this break. Hang on tight. Hey, gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. At Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. So gang, if you're like me, if you garden like I do, (laughs) you probably have a bunch of plants and pots that you, you know, you saw at the plant nursery, you saw at the garden center, you thought, oh, I got to get this now. I love it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I need it in my garden somewhere. I'm going to get it today because if I don't get it today, it'll be gone when I come back tomorrow. Or maybe you saw some plants you love. You're like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. But when you got home, you realized, which you knew all along, that you didn't have a space ready for them. And that is the case for me. I have a lot of pots sitting by a uh, water source, by a water spigot, so I can keep them watered. And they are becoming a maintenance nightmare for me because I'm having to keep them watered. And if I put them in the ground, I wouldn't have to do so much to them, but I don't have a space ready. Or I haven't made the time to make a space ready. And so there are a lot of these little things that build up over a year's time and they get undone or they stay undone for too long. 
And I'm tired of that. I'm tired of having all of these little unfinished projects in the garden and around the landscape. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, making our 2024 dreams come true, our 2024 garden dreams coming true, making sure that whatever we had in mind actually happens. We're trying to prioritize. We're trying to create manageable size projects, breaking large projects down into pieces that then you can say, all I'm going to focus on is this one piece of the pie. And once that's accomplished, I'll move on to the second piece of the pie. I think I've gotten to the point where I'm not really going to be buying plants (laughs) unless I have a space for them because it's just too much clutter and too much to have to water over summer when you have plants still in their nursery pots. So before the break, we were talking about, I've thought through this a little bit because I was so discouraged with myself at the end of 2023 when I realized I didn't get everything done that I hoped to. I thought, I need to think of, you know, four easy steps. What is important um, to make sure that we have our goals not just written down, but organized in a fashion that we can make them happen. And I still believe that the very first step is to just simply write out everything, whether it's a good idea, whether it's a bad idea, whether, you know, after a while it was just a trend or a fad for you and you, you scratch it off that list, write down your biggest dreams, write down your smallest goals. And then of course, from that big list, it's important to prioritize them. That's going to be my second step is to prioritize what's most important to me that I want to get done in the landscape or have planted and growing or patios built or whatever, what's important to me? And then what's important to the garden? What does it need from me at certain times of the year uh, that's got to happen? And then, of course, the third step is to make those goals manageable. Break them down. I'm going to start thinking of my projects, my garden projects, as a big umbrella. The raised bed garden is a big umbrella, and I need to write down every small little task that needs to be done to build it, to maintain it, and to keep it growing. And then, of course, I'll think of the lavender garden as a big umbrella. It's so far away from being done. It's really not even started. So what are the things that I need to do to get it started, uh, get those pathways in, get that patio built? There are several things before I even think about putting plants in the beds. So make those goals manageable. And then the last thing, and this is really critical for the garden, is that the last step, number four, is going to be make your goals timely. So if we prioritize our goals, if we make them manageable, the other thing we need to do is to make them timely. Now, you know that time and the garden are critical. Uh, As a matter of fact, there's the old saying that the true gardener understands that he is planting a tree under which the shade he will never sit. So that tells you right now that because these are living, growing organisms, that time is a critical factor. And it's not just time, say, decade to decade, but it's time within the year, the seasons. So you may take your goals and put them into four columns. You have winter, spring, summer, and fall. Because really, our garden year starts in the winter. (laughs) You know, we're nearly, I don't guess we're really halfway through winter. But when 2024 was birthed on the 1st, (laughs) we were in winter. We had the winter temperatures. Plants are not really actively growing. Their roots are growing. uh, But of course, they're not growing leaves and stems just yet. And then we'll go on the 
calendar year into spring. And then, of course, spring is quite a short period of time in the south because summer temperatures and summer weather starts ramping up. And then, of course, we have that cooler period at the end of spring we call fall or autumn. And certain tasks may need to be timed. And this can help you to plan out when and how you'll be accomplishing certain tasks and certain garden goals. So the question you may ask is, when is the best time of year for this certain task? If you have a lot of plants, if you have a lot of trees, a lot of shrubs, even perennials that you want to plant... You may want to save some of those, particularly the bigger things that may need a lot of water. You may save those for the fall time and through winter. So now is a good time to do a lot of planting as far as trees and shrubs and most perennials go. And then, of course, when we get, you know, into October, really, October, November, December, the later part of the year is a wonderful time to plant. It's not the only time to plant, but it does show, uh, the rather the science shows, that planting over the cooler seasons here in the southeast uh, helps your plants get established faster and perform well and not need so much watering over spring and summer. So thinking about the best time of year for planting certain things, um, you know, I gave you the example of those deer scratching uh, with their antlers, all the limbs and all the leaves off of my evergreen trees and certain things they're scratching the bark off of. That is super timely because as I mentioned earlier, that usually, you know, kicks in about October and November and it kind of calms down by the time we get to to Christmas really. But for a couple of months, I need to be protecting those trees so they don't get damaged. And then of course, if you're looking to plant spring vegetables and fall vegetables, you'll need to time that well. If you plan to start your own seed, if that's one of your goals to grow my own vegetable plants from seed this year, well, you need to know um, how long it takes for the plants to germinate, but you'll need to know how long it takes the plants to produce their crop and time that. So if it takes, um, you know, a tomato plant 80 days, 75, 80 days in order to produce tomatoes, then you probably want to count back on your calendar uh, when you need to actually sow the seed so you'll have tomatoes at the right time. Or if you're growing the fall crops, this is really needs to be timed well because you'll need to be starting your fall seeds, say, uh, maybe October, September, I'm sorry, uh, August to September, so you can plant them out in the garden, let them bulk up while it's still warm in the fall, and then while they're big, they can handle the hard winter temperatures. Uh, and spring bulbs spring bulbs and summer bulbs spring bulbs needed to be planted in the fall you could still do that now and then summer bulbs need to be planted in the spring so they'll bloom in the summer so i think the best thing to do with step four is to get a month-by-month calendar that's my plan i'm going to get a month-by-month calendar and actually write out and prioritize my goals on the calendar because the garden of course is a space where time is of the essence time is super important so With that being said, when we're looking at our garden goals and garden dreams for 2024, we need to write them down. We need to prioritize them. We need to break them down into small, manageable pieces, and we need to consider time. Put them on the calendar. Make sure the the timely tasks get done at the right time. Well, gang, for New Southern Garden and WRWH, I hope you stay well and grow well. We'll see you next week.
Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.